welcome to Tales from the Couch. I'm Dr. Fran Cohen-Praver, internationally known clinical psychologist, psychoanalyst, and relationship expert. I invite you to join me in a front row seat in my therapy room. In these tales, you'll be privy to my patients' innermost thoughts, feelings, and desires. You'll learn what makes them tick and hopefully about what makes you tick. To protect the confidentiality of these patients, I have disguised their names and identities and I have created composites of their interactions with me. The roles of my patients are not played by themselves, but instead they're played by professional actors. Today's tale is called Why Lasting Love Eludes You, and this is part one of two. Ever look around you and see people who appear to be less attractive and less accomplished than you? But unlike you, they seem to be happily married, or they're in a long-term relationship. They found lasting love, but try as you may, lasting love eludes you. Perhaps you desire intimacy, you desire it at a deep level, you think, but at a still deeper level, you may fear it. But why? Many issues come into play, but childhood dynamics is one of the most common. To get an idea of how family history affects love lives, let's meet Claire, an attractive 38-year-old, brainy, small business owner. Claire has been seeing me for the last five months. We've been working on her feelings of emptiness and of sadness. She told me that she's always been somewhat unhappy and lonely, but that as of late, her misery has worsened. By the way, depression is usually related to anger that is turned inward. So if you're afraid of your anger or you can't handle your anger, you might stuff it into you and then you get depressed. And the other reason is you might have suffered a lot of losses. Her history reveals that Claire not only fears her anger, but she also has survived losses. Despite her despair, Claire is usually well-groomed and on time for her appointments. Today, however, she looks disheveled, and she's 10 minutes late. Oh, I'm sorry I'm late. I just couldn't get going today. Maybe you're avoiding something here? I don't think so. Well, we were talking about Liam last week. Is there something about him or about me that you kind of don't want to deal with? I don't know. I mean, Liam's such a nice guy, but I'm having my doubts. I guess I'm afraid you'll think there's something wrong with me. Hmm... Well, you know that my relationship with Liam's been rocky. Yes, but you told me you'd worked on it and things were wonderful now. They are. I mean, Liam's been good to me. He loves my children. He loves my cats. He's a businessman and we like to go to the theater and concerts and we hike together. Sure sounds like he's a good friend and a companion. And he's a great lover. It's like he's everything I ever wanted. But now that he's gotten serious and he wants to marry me, I... I can't sleep. I want to see other people. I don't get it. You think I'm flighty or shallow? Let me assure you that Claire is not flighty or shallow. She's accomplished, she's serious, and she's deep. But she has a propensity to blame herself. You'll soon find out why. Claire, I notice you keep blaming yourself, which only distracts us from the real issue or real issues. I think you're conflicted. You've told me that you desire a close, loving relationship that lasts, yet when it presents itself, 
you're ready to sabotage it. Of course, it's at an unconscious level. It doesn't make sense to me. I really want a serious long-term relationship. Well, let's look at your childhood again. Maybe it'll start to make sense. Okay. Well, you know, my father left when I was two. My mother was a single mom. She only had a high school education, so she really struggled to make ends meet. Sounds like that wasn't easy. By the way, you haven't told me much about your mother before. She drank a lot. I was about seven, and I remember coming home from school and finding her passed out cold. I even found empty bottles and threw them out. When I found full bottles, I threw those out too. But she would get mad at me and say I made her drink. Oh, wow. How'd you feel? I felt ashamed of my mother. At school, I felt different from the other kids, so I kept to myself a lot. And then later, I decided to go to Al-Anon, and that helped. I learned that I wasn't the only child who grew up with an alcoholic parent. I don't have many friends now, but I do have a few good ones. So you sought help then, and it worked. And now you sought help with me, and let's hope this will work. I hope so, but I still feel down. Hmm. Other than shame, are there any other feelings that you remember about your mother? I was an angry kid with a terrible temper. When I lost it, Mom yelled back. She would throw things at me, and she smacked me, and then she'd reach for another drink. I hated myself for my anger. I thought maybe she's right, and I made her drink. It's interesting, because I haven't ever seen you get angry in here. What happened to your temper? By the way, it's okay to feel angry. I don't feel like it's okay, so I keep it in. It seems you feel your anger is toxic, so you turn it inward. So you push it inside of you, and you suppress it. That's one reason you feel down and indecisive. When I lost my temper with Mom, I was cruel, and she drank more. I believed her, and I thought her drinking was my fault, and that if I'd been a sweeter child, she'd sober up. That's a lot of power to bestow on a young child. I mean, you were only seven years old. As you well know, we can't change anyone else. We can only change ourselves. But I was such an ungrateful child. I mean, she had a hard time raising me, and I didn't appreciate her. You keep blaming yourself for your mother's drinking, and you blame yourself for your mixed feelings with Liam. That's a lot for me to digest. I'm, I'm sure it is. Do you want a break for today? No, I think I want to go on. Okay, then. Why not tell me about your father? I never saw him. He was married and he had another family. It's truly a sad story, full of abandonment. You lost your father to another family, and you lost your mother to alcohol. These are central losses, which are other reasons for your sad, empty, lonely feelings. At this point, Claire began to sob so hard her body shook and she seemed to be falling apart. She was about to crumble, but she did not succumb to her despair. Taking some deep breaths, she sat up straight and she mustered her considerable strength. When her mother felt anguish, she escaped her feelings by drinking. On the other hand, when Claire felt overwhelmed with painful memories, she came face to face with her feelings. Claire was determined not to follow in her mother's footsteps. Instead, she came to the defense of her mother and of herself. 
there's there's more to my story. You see, mom had lots of sides to her. There were times when she was sober and then she was caring and she wanted the best for me. She wanted me to have an education and a career. And you got that. You achieved that. Yeah, I did. I went to school. I got my MBA and I opened my own business. I'm financially independent. I guess I was lucky in my career, but not so lucky in my love life. Maybe it's not about luck, but about something else. Oh my, our time is up. So our next session, we'll then examine your other romantic relationships. Is the session really over? It went so fast. As you can see, Claire's childhood was a troubled one, replete with loss, neglect, abuse, and abandonment. Ghosts of the past still haunt her. Like other children of alcoholic or abusive parents, Claire needed to see her mother as a good parent. That was all she had. In order to preserve the image of her mother as good, she saw herself as bad. In doing so, she didn't blame her mother. Instead, she blamed herself. The family dramas we engage in as children tend to get replayed as adults. These painful emotional experiences color our romantic relationships. Unwittingly, that means unconsciously, we find players to play out the old roles with us, or we coerce them into playing out the old scenarios. For more about how childhood scripts are reenacted in our love lives, read my book, The New Science of Love, How Understanding the Brain's Wiring Can Help Rekindle Your Relationship. It's online. It's by Sourcebooks. Tune in to the next podcast of Tales from the Couch, where you will see just how Claire's childhood relationships influenced her romantic relationships. You will also learn just why when she finally found what could be the love of her life with Liam, she retreated. Fear of abandonment was rearing its ugly head. Does any of this resonate with you? I welcome your comments and your questions. If you enjoyed this show, please tune in to my next Tales from the Couch and tell your friends about it. And please share this with them. Claire was played by the acclaimed actor Elaine Kessler. You can reach Miss Kessler at voicemelody at AOL.com. Again, that's voicemelody, one word, at AOL.com. To see more about me and my work, check out my website where you'll find my blogs, my clinical experience, you'll find out about me and how to reach me. My website is www.drfranpraver.com www.drfranpraver.com